I got a whole McDouble out of this podcast. And we're back! <laughs> <laughs> That's the sound it makes when I drink Miller Lite. I wasn't ready for the gargling sound there. <laughs> that was uh, just flashbacks to the draft, you know, from what Jordy said. <laughs> Which thing did Jordy say? Thanks for the blowjob. I mean, hosting. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Say, Jordy said a whole bunch of things. Yeah. And then I was trying to think, no, was Jordy the one who said your extreme <laughs> thirst of penis? And then I <laughs> no, remembered, no, no, that, that was, was that was Jevin. Clint Dick. Yeah, it was Clint Dick talking about Clint Spiller. I think I was in that group chat, or Clint Dick screenshotted it and sent it to me. I can't remember. I know I'd seen that before, though. But he's like, well, that was extreme a little thirst. bit. That was a little extreme. <laughs> like your extreme thirst of dick. <laughs> oh, no. Extreme thirst of penis. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great one-liner. Ah, oh, good time. Well, what a draft it was, Sam. What a draft it was. It was a pretty good draft. I had a I had a good time, and I really, really enjoyed uh, getting a chance to meet Jevin and watching him suffer through his special punishment. Yeah, no, and, and Jevin handled that perfectly. He came prepared, and he executed that. And, you know, I was even proud of him on the wings. Like, he, did, he did well with the wings, too. The only thing I'm disappointed in, is I didn't get a chance to go out to dinner with you guys, so I didn't get a chance to see him say, yeah, I really like wings. <laughs> yeah, he goes, he goes, yeah, I'm not really a big fan of like spicy wings, and me and Spiller just looked at each other. <laughs> and I know, I know Jeffy saw it. And then Clint went and ordered extra wings to be like delivered when we like left or whatever. And... <laughs> And I just kept looking at Jevin and just like evil smiling and then looking back at Clint. And when we got back, uh, I remember Clint saying something like, well, I think it's time to tell Jevin. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure Jevin knows. <laughs> <laughs> and and he, I don't think he did. I think it was a surprise. So, but I, I mean, well, I was, as soon as the hot sauce got pulled out, he looked oh, at it and yeah. go, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when he, he ordered wings at dinner, I was like, oh, he's going to be full. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> good, uh, good sport, though. Yeah. Thanks but, for being yeah. you, Jevin. <laughs> yeah, you should have you should have texted me when you were on your way. I would have told you we were at the bar. Um, I told you I was leaving at 530. I told you I'm leaving straight from work. I didn't know what time you got off of work. I just knew you were no, leaving. You never asked. Off. You <laughs> never ask these things, Brandon. We uh, never communicate. We don't talk anymore. I know. We will now because we're required to by podcast law. We are. Signed, by legal law, we have to talk, unfortunately. Yeah, signed a 12-year contract. Fuck. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Is there not an annulment to this thing? <laughs> Which, fun fact, I was uh, just out of boredom. Oh, no, no, I, no, no. Stop, stop. We're not doing this fun fact thing. No, I decided you just to, started it up. I decided to check the analytics on, like, the most viewed episodes. And the number one viewed episode of our CK, CKFL podcast was The Legend of the Thundercock <laughs> when Dakota... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, and that had been Ugh. viewed. That had been viewed a whopping fifty-one times, which, <laughs> which none of these episodes should have more than twelve. You know? None of them should have more than like sixteen. Yeah, just like, like if some... somebody clicks through it again, or if I listen to it by accident by clicking a wrong button when I'm posting it, mm -hmm. that means that somehow the algorithm said. Thundercocks, this will get people's attention. Let's draw views their way. Yes. No, 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 yes. no. We do not want outside viewers. No. <laughs> for for legal reasons, we do not want outside viewers. <laughs> that was a good one. I, I have to go back and listen to that one because I remember, I think Liz randomly walked in. We were at your house. I remember that. And I can't remember. Was it just me, you, and, and Dakota wasn't there. He was like on the phone call or on a yeah Zoom yeah he he had zoomed in or called in or yeah. whatever it was but i i said something really pervy and then liz had just like walked in right after i said it or so i can't remember <laughs> what it was though but 
I don't I'll have remember. to go back and listen. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> that was back when we had a beer of the pod. The good days. I know. I know. We re- we need to work on getting our sponsorships back. Maybe if we get back to that 51 view a pod, uh, I know. we'll get sponsored again. <laughs> we regressed down to nine, which is more <laughs> what we wanted. <laughs> Probably a safer number. Yeah. Actually, I was kind of thinking I might get like a little uh, mini fridge to put down here and just find some sort of liquor store where I can just buy single cans and just pull out a whole bunch of different cans and then each episode just randomly grab one and be like, that's the beer of the pod. I'm in. I'm also thinking of getting Bib and Tucker whiskey and just sipping Bib and on Tucker that. whiskey. Yeah. I guess. It's Did you tell whiskey. me about that one? It's bourbon, I should say. Um yeah, that's what me and Clint Dick were drinking, at, like when we got back from the Royals game the other night. Cause my old dad's right. Yeah, my old roommate Dylan had one of those smoke machines where you like smoke it, and it was fucking good. It was like uh, drinking whiskey and smoking a cigar at the same time. <laughs> it's crazy. Nice. <laughs> my brother just uh, he just moved. We helped him move in. For whatever reason, they said that they wanted to get rid of all their liquor. So they Ooh. gave Liz and I a whole bunch of liquor. And uh, apparently they had some absinthe. So later on, I'm going to be trying some absinthe. Let's go. Chase that green fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of chasing that green fairy, here's Kelly with the news. What in the actual fuck, guys? It's the goddamn off season. Just fuck right off. Let us enjoy the summer. And that was the news. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll I'll let you pick our first topic today. <laughs> uh, well, I was kind of thinking we would go through this thing, um, kind of team by team, um, yeah. just kind of breaking down what we thought, how each person kind of approached their draft. What we liked, what we didn't like, overall thoughts, and other bullshittery. Yep. Sounds good. We'll probably start off so, with Winfield. Yep, I agree. Winfield's a good one to start with. Which Good, good might be a strong word. It will be the most talked about team. You know, oh, yeah, because he had the most picks. So, well, not yeah. the most. Like, he had, like, the, the most picks. So, yeah. In the, in the rounds that mattered, he had the most picks. Yeah. Once um, we get to the which, end of this, it's going to be quick. Yeah, which um, before we start, like I'm gonna say, I only I only saw one team that had a really really good draft that like helped their stock in my eyes, and everybody else they didn't do bad. They didn't. I don't think they made like terrible decisions. They're just not making a big jump from where they were last year to this year based on what was in the draft because it was kind of a, a smaller market pool like. Mm-hmm. The the prizes were the rookies, you know. Yep. And well, everybody kept so many people that there was nothing to reimprove your team with. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so like in my opinion, pretty much everybody was in that C minus to B minus range. Like nothing's wrong with it. Nothing's great with it. Yeah. Just yeah. And then one team, which we'll get to, I thought they did a great job, which I mentioned it after the draft too. Um, yeah, I, Je- I think I Je- looking over. I kind of agree. Yeah, but Jevy. Uh, uh, okay, start off well, with what you liked. Let's let's be positive. All right. Well, I think from a perspective of if he was trying to compete this year, he did kind of the best he could with what he had. The problem was, no matter with what you drafted, you were not going to compete this year with what was there. So, I think he made big mistakes drafting, like, Tony Pollard and Chase Edmonds, for sure, and allowing Ottawa to end up getting Ken Walker. I do think he did do a good job of getting some rookies, so it wasn't a total loss. And the rookies he got were, were decent, and Drake London... Uh, Traylon Burks, Christian Watson, which I'm not too high on Burks and Watson, but Burks is one of those guys that could easily prove me wrong. Um, He did get Brees Hall, so that is a positive. 
And I mean, Derek Carr is a sleeping good quarterback with the addition to Devontae Adams. So, I mean, he got some pieces, but he had the opportunity, you know, to mm-hmm. get pretty much all the rookies. And I think he missed it. So. And that's, that's kind of what I've got written down here. So the things I like, I did like um, two picks that he made. Uh, the two that I really liked were Isaiah Spiller at 10-4 and then... Um, yep. Uh, what was his name? Jahan Dotson in the 14th. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That was like the fact that that guy fell that far. I was like, yeah, he should have been nabbed sooner. Like I thought about him. I thought about him with my pick, but with Terry McLaurin already on the roster, I didn't want two receivers from the same team like that. So I passed, but no, that was a great pick for him. But otherwise I I think he nails it. I don't for the thing the picks that I really did not like. I did not like him taking Burks over Walker, and I think that was the first big mistake he made. And I think that had huge domino effects for how he approached his draft because now that he has that, um, let's say, lack of option there at running back, that's going to make him have to kind of reach a little bit more on some other running backs where the value wasn't necessarily right. Um, and I think that that went right into the next one where he did Pollard over Alave. I could be wrong on this one. Pollard does have a path to some really high upside either later this year or potentially next year. So this one could work out, but I think I would still rather have Olave. Um Then he goes Chase Edmonds and he could have had either Garrett Wilson, uh, Jameson Williams or Ramonde Rahant, whatever Stevenson, uh, New England yeah. guy. Like uh, those would have all been better positions for what his team should really have been trying to do. You know, then he did uh, MVS uh, over James Cook, who has Alvin Kamara upside, and then Sky Moore. Um, when later on he takes Cousins immediately after taking Carr, immediately after giving a presentation about how immediately bad quarterback depth and value is. And then he takes a backup kicker later on. So it's just. My overall impression, the nose I had on this, is that he had a lot of missed opportunities to grab value, build for the future. What he was doing, it looked like he was trying to compete for this year, but he's not going to be able to because the players that are there, they're competable or more like depth players. So I think he took the wrong approach with this draft. Yep. No, I mean, we're on the same page completely, 100%. That's where I'm at as well. Um Obviously, I went first, and we just said the same things. Well, so yeah, but I'm, I'm just trying to fill up airtime. So, <laughs> yeah, me too. Now I'm talking in circles. And just one, <laughs> one tiny correction. It wasn't a big mistake, but he didn't have a backup kicker. He has a backup defense. But oh, did thing. I say kicker? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I meant defense. Yeah. Either way, bad decision. But but speaking of that, like not on Jevy's team, I felt like our league this year did did really really well on that sort of stuff stuff. There was no teams that had more than three quarterbacks, but the majority of the teams only had two. And the teams that kept three were all basically in the same position to where they have one developing quarterback, they have a backup mm-hmm. quarterback, and then they have their starter. So it makes sense, you know, why they would have three. Oh, yeah. So you like, you got to approach it. You're either going to get quality or you're going to get quantity. You, you, you approach yeah, exactly. it one way or the other. You don't get both. Yeah. And then only four teams have backup defenses which is like in the past, I think it was more the majority of the league would have backup defenses after the draft. And I think only one team has a backup kicker. Like everybody else just kept one kicker. So it's like, oh my God, people, we're learning. (laughs) We're finally (laughs) learning. This is why the league's actually starting to get more competitive as of late. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Because we're not drafting kickers in the fourth round. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, That happened. Didn't you do that? No, I did it in the third. (laughs) <laughs> good times it was my first year didn't know what i was doing i didn't make that mistake again and then i won the next right. year so suck it yeah so if you if you had to give jevy a, a grade on his draft um i i'm i would go first i'd say a c minus because he did get some good pieces for the future but the opportunity for an a was there so c minus is still a very very disappointing disappointing mm-hmm. grade yeah, I think for the opportunity that he had, he just bungled it. I'm going C minus at best. I was thinking more in the D range. Yeah. All right, now moving on to the other team that was reloading, the Ottawa Anarchists. And I had the polar opposite. This was actually the team that I thought pretty much nailed this draft. 
Um, he was given a lot of opportunities by people taking people early a little bit. And he, I thought he took advantage of that, you know? Wow. So, he just took advantage, right? You know, yeah. waited for people to get drunk and then just took advantage. Yeah, he was, he was giving Jevy drinks all night, making him eat spicy wings. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> taking a page out of the Bill Belichick playbook. Giggity gig. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, going in, he already had a couple pieces, Christian McCaffrey, Alvin Kamara and Patrick Mahomes. So he was set at quarterback. He didn't overdraft the quarterback position. He got a young quarterback who is a starter already as his backup, Mac Jones. So, I mean, quarterback wise, he's set at quarterback uh, running backs. Obviously the two I mentioned a second ago, and he got arguably the top back top rookie. I mean, most people would say Brees Hall is the top rookie, but, um, I, I think Ken Walker's not too far behind that. So he's able to get one of the top rookie running backs to add depth, and he's probably going to play plus Ramondre Stevenson. And then in my eyes, he got the number two, three, and four rookie receivers mm-hmm. in Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and Jamison Williams. Not to mention Sky Moore, who people have been raving about at mm-hmm. Chiefs camp. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting more high on that. He got the number one available tight end in Pat Fryermuth. I mean, that that draft is an A in my eyes. So I think he, this draft is an A damn near plus. Perfect. Yeah, for what he needed yeah, to do. For sure. I didn't have anything. Like, the way I went about it, I, I did a like column and a dislike column. And the only thing yeah. in the dislike column I had was sort of dislike Julio in the 12th. But I don't really hate it. I just felt like I needed to have something in there. And then right. like column, it was rounds four through 11. And then we get to the 12th and then rounds 13 through 19. <laughs> right. Like, right. There wasn't anything he did that I didn't like. Um, he just let the value fall to him, did what he needed to do based on what his team construction was. He needed to start to try to find some sort of depth, uh, high upside on wide receiver. And the way you do that is with these young guys. So he did everything he needs to. So, if some of these guys do start to hit throughout the year, he's going to be an immediate contender. If they don't, well, he still has next year with some young high upside guys. So he did everything he needed to. This is an A-plus draft for me. I completely agree. And Julio Jones, I mean, I, w- I would agree completely about it being like a bad pick if it wasn't his sixth receiver taken. Yeah. You know? And again, <laughs> so like- I said, I just needed to put something in there. Yeah. So I don't really yeah. hate it. And with, with Julio, that gives you a veteran who, in that Bucks offense, who knows? He might be like a touchdown getter. You know, he might have 400 receiving yards with nine touchdowns. And that's in our league, that's not terrible. No, that's, uh, well, you throw him in uh, to your lineup in the flex one week and he gets a touchdown, six points. That's all you need out of your flex. Yep. Yep. All right, moving on. So I think we're around the same, same page here. Potter. I'll let you talk about Potter first, and I'll go second on this one. Okay. Uh, on Potter, um, I had for his like column is that he verbally agreed to be Lawrence's farm team. Then <laughs> uh, I really liked his pick of James Cook at 9 3. Um, I I think we've said that uh, we were expecting him to take uh, running back. Actually, okay. Okay. At this point, we were starting to make bets on uh, what position. Uh, we were expecting each person to do it, and I do have that list here and got that all marked down. Um, he ended up taking James Cook with his first pick. I thought that was a great thing. Um, James Cook has the potential to be the next iteration of Alvin Kamara. You know, he's not going to be a massive rushing guy, but he's going to get so much production from the receiving game. This is an awesome upside pick for him. Uh, then he got Rashad White at uh, in the 11th round. I don't know that he's going to be super relevant this year, but if Fournette flames out and he could for an older running back who apparently weighs 400 pounds, um, he could be the number one guy this year in what should be a pretty good offense, even if he's just an average player. An average player in a pretty damn good offense is still a good fantasy asset. Um, The only thing that I had for him that I didn't like about his draft is that he did draft a backup defense. And I will say I kind of understand the argument for a backup defense because of our league structure and the, uh, you know, the waiver wire limits. Um, 
but it's so hard to guess which defenses are going to be good year in and year out. It it changes so damn fast. So I don't I don't like that. I would have rather have used that backup defense on another upside guy to try to fill out the roster. Um, I, I agree with you, but on, in this situation, I do like it because um, as we were talking about his his first defense, the Chargers, they have the potential to be the be- best defense in the NFL. But the division they play in, whew, rough, kind of sketchy. So what do you do? You get another defense who's projected to be top five, and you get the Saints defense. So when they're playing the Chiefs, you can start the Saints. So like, I like those two defenses, um, but usually. I'm completely with you. Like in Jevy's case, I don't really see what the upside is of keeping the Cowboys. You know, no, there with, is no upside. With Andrew, yeah, with Andrew, I I can see why you would want the Saints defense when you already have the Chargers. Um, yeah. and again, like I said, I can I, I, I can I see why somebody would want to go that route, but I I disagree with yeah. it to a level where I am pretty strong about it. So I will knock you points on that, which are you know very important points to have. You need my my approval points to make it in this league, clearly. <laughs> For sure. But <laughs> I I do think uh, the strength of Andrew's team is definitely his receivers, and it was with the receivers that he kept for the most part with C.D. Lamb, A.J. Brown, and Keenan Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he added decent depth. Uh, not, nothing that will blow your mind away with Kenny Galladay and D.J. Shark, but I mean, they're decent players, especially for this thin of a draft where he was drafting. His running back room, I did. I think he did what he had to, and he didn't try to get those backup running backs who were higher ranked. He went for those rookies, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that was a smart move too. So it doesn't really improve his team for this year, but it gives him hope for the future. Um, and then, I mean, his his tight end situation is really good with T.J. Hawkinson, Hunter Henry, and Tyler Higby. Those are three decent tight ends. Now, normally I wouldn't want more than two tight ends, but the three that he got, it's understandable, especially with the value of, you know, what was available in the draft when he took a third tight end. It was slim pickets. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then, and then once again, I like the three quarterbacks that he kept because he has his youth guy in Zach Wilson. He has a decent backup quarterback in Baker Mayfield and Jalen Hurts is a decent starter. So I think, I mean, I'd, I'd give Andrew a solid B. Yeah. B on this draft. Yeah. I'm thinking B, B plus yeah. in that range. I don't know that there's any super slam dunk. He fucking nailed it. But he kept enough right. folks that it's hard to get to that level with what was available. Yep. 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 All right. On to everybody's favorite pothead, the Wichita Wee Bandits. I think he said that a little fast. Wichita Wee Bandits. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Are you saying weed or we? <laughs> the little bandits, man. Come on. Weed bandits. Like, like we're the bandits. Yeah. <laughs> Coppers, come get us. We're the bandits. <laughs> well, I like Jordy's team. I don't really love Jordy's draft. Now, I don't think he had a terrible draft. He made some mistakes here and there in my eyes, but it's not like an F, you know? Right. Um, I didn't like the defense he drafted with the Bengals because there was significantly better defense available at the time. Um, <clears throat> at the time, I didn't like Davis Mills as his backup quarterback, but after doing a little bit of research on it, that's not a bad pick. So I, I will take the L on that. I was wrong when we were going over that. Not a terrible backup pick. Um, I don't I love the some of the running backs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't love some of the running backs he drafted in the time at which he dra- drafted them. Cause whereas all those other guys took, um, you know, rookies with potential upside, he took the best value available for backup running backs. So we got JD McKissick, Raheem Mostert, Naeem Hines. Like none of those are blow you away but he already is set at running back with josh jacobs and derrick henry so it's not like the worst thing in the world and then with the receivers uh i think the worst thing that happened with him there was tim patrick just you said tore his acl yep yep so he's done so that was a terrible draft yeah terrible that one up there but you how could, could you make that pick but, moron but you 
But you couldn't have known that at the time. But I give Jordy credit. He does not have a backup kicker. He does not have a backup defense. <laughs> and he doesn't he have a backup to his backup quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, he has two quarterbacks. I mean, the, that's fine draft. It's not It's not bad. I mean, there, there are things I would have done differently, but to each their own. And he had a strategy, and he went with it. And it wasn't, it wasn't bad. Hey, like, stop, I, stop, stop, see? stop. Jordy had a strategy. He, well, How he much have you drank, Brandon? He brought, <laughs> he, br- he brought papers. He was asking me questions the night before. He was he was ready. His strategy he was, threw his papers hey, Brandon, down and, help me figure this out. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. No. But I mean, he, I'm just saying, he, he prepared. He prepared. So No, actually, I didn't. I didn't hate his draft either. Um looking at what his roster construction was really, really strong on his wide receivers obviously with Henry and Jacobs really strong on running back, but absolutely nothing after that. So he went really running, running back heavy with his draft. And I think it's what he needed to do. Um, I think we can maybe make some arguments one way or another for maybe having gone with a different person, but I think what he was attacking was the right things for him to be attacking with his draft. Overall, I thought he did what he needed to do during the draft. You know, a solid C plus, B minus thing. You know, nothing that was a smash, slam dunk pick, but nothing that it was like. Nope. That's, this is that's, a that's where I was pick. Yeah, right. And the the only pick that I would argue was bad was the Bengals pick, but at the end of the day, it was still just a defense. So. You'll yeah, it's that. still a defense, and again, you don't know which defenses are going to pop. We could be looking back later on down the road, going, "Hey, that Bengals pick wasn't so bad after all." You know, it it's just so hard right, to tell. For sure, for sure. So I'd go C plus as well. I agree. All right, moving on to Lehigh. Uh, it appears Lehigh is going to be a very strong team again, just like you wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's. Exactly what I wanted. That's what I want every year. That way I can kick his ass and show how much better I am than Lehigh. <laughs> which speaking of which, uh we were gonna talk <laughs> we were gonna we were gonna talk about uh like where we had teams ranked and stuff, which I guess we can do it after we go through all the teams, but where did uh fantasy pros have Lehigh ranked overall? Uh they had him ranked too damn high is where they had him ranked. Was it number one? No, they had him ranked number four. Gotcha. Yeah, let, let's let's save that for the end. All right. ESPN had him at number one, so I was just curious. So well, ESPN's uh, fucking trash. It is pretty bad. It had me at number two, which I agree. But anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think typically Lehigh is probably the best drafter in our league. He just seems to never miss on rookies. Um, Good God, I know. It's annoying. Uh, but this year... I mean, he kept so many players, there was really not much he could do. So, like, even if I give him a bad draft grade, that doesn't mean that I think he has a bad team. He just kept so many players. He didn't need to draft people. And by the time he started drafting, there was nobody left. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, my my notes for him were um, not a whole lot to take away because he didn't draft until the 16th round. And he only had four picks. It- uh, but my likes for him was he wasn't at the draft. My dislikes for him was I couldn't <laughs> heckle him in person. <laughs> That's so all you're looking for. It. <laughs> your your like was that he wasn't there, and your dislike was that he wasn't there. <laughs> Listen, my hatred of Lehigh is not rational, all right? It's more emotional than anything else. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. But you know, um, no, no, I, you're exactly right. Like he nails these weird, stupid picks that he shouldn't be nailing. So somehow, David Bell and Romeo Dallas are going to be like wide receiver one and two overall this year, and it's going to be fucking annoying, right? Ugh. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm just gonna give just give him a C for a grade, and and I don't mean that as a bad thing in any way. It's just. There's nothing that I go, oh, man, that was a steal. And there was nothing right. like, oh, oh, man, you reached. It was just like, yeah, you made that pick. So <laughs> you made a pick. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah this know. is more of the grade is more of an incomplete for me. Yeah, like, for, sure. for the same reasons. Like there's just yeah. 
there's nothing to review on it. Yeah. So we're going to move on. <laughs> the quickest team. And we ha- we had just did Wichita, right? Yeah, 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 we did. I was afraid yeah, so I we're on the cocker. Yeah, I was I was afraid that I skipped Wichita for a second. <laughs> no, 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 because we talked about weed to bandits. Come get her. Yeah, coppers. that's right. All right, now on to the mighty Thundercocks. Who once the again, legendary Thundercocks. They're apparently the drive for our international audience in this podcast. <laughs> so, we have a lot of perverts that listen. I, I, I guarantee you people were just Googling on Spotify. Cock! And they found our episode and listened to it. <laughs> so, uh, so thanks, Dakota. You Mormon fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I only hope that they started listening and go, what the fuck am I listening what? to? And then they couldn't stop, and we have loyal, <laughs> loyal subscribers. Wait, <laughs> with subscribers? Are they paying money? I, I didn't get any money. When the fuck do we get money? You didn't receive that email? No. Whoops, I've been stealing it all. 37 cents a month for the last two years. I got a whole McDouble out of this podcast. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's that's the new beer of the pod. The McDouble. <laughs> All right. Well <laughs> this week's beer of the pod is a hamburger. God we're fat. <laughs> fat and broke, we can't even afford beer. <laughs> All right, well, on to Dakota. I thought he made, I thought he had a good draft, honestly. Um, now, if I were him, I would have been one of those teams that had three quarterbacks just because you don't know how long Deshaun Watson is out. So that's well, one he, thing I would have done. He does have three quarterbacks, you know, including Watson. He's got, Did I miss Tan- him? Yeah, he's got Tannehill and uh, oh, okay. Lawrence. When I, when I typed this out, I must have forgotten to put Tannehill. All right, so my one complaint for him is gone now. Never mind. <laughs> like I said, I made my my little draft list hung over the next morning, so there's probably little mistakes in here. Oh, probably. Yeah. Well, that's usually so, yeah. what, what happens when we think of the Cleveland team is probably a lot of little mistakes. <laughs> All right. So I, I, so I actually I like what he did because his quarterback – group is solid he has Deshaun Watson as a starter which he won't be a starter until like week seven but mm-hmm. he has Tan- Tannehill to carry the load and Lawrence is a future potential big time quarterback yep. if he can break out uh, his running back room is set and in his draft he went for a younger back so he got future value there so I like what he did there uh, receivers he added Jarvis Landry as his last pick which I I do like that for where he got Jarvis Landry. If he would have like reached for him, I wouldn't have liked it, but he didn't. Um, so he has depth at receiver. Um, I, I do think the Terrence Marshall Jr. pick is a sneaky good pick because I've been hearing a lot of good things about him in Panthers camp this year. So, I mean, and he's only a second-year receiver. He didn't do anything last year, but a lot of times rookies don't, you know, so you get more in the offense. So that could be a sneaky good pick. And then he got the best available rookie tight end, we probably won't play this year, but it's good to have for next year. So, I mean, overall, I mean, this is another one of those drafts where I just, I like his team. Um, I think there's a bunch of teams that are in better position to win this year. But overall, I mean, he did good with the draft. I'd give him a solid BB+. plus. Yeah, I, I don't think I disagree and differ from you too much on there. Um, I think I got late enough into trying to write all this down. I stopped putting in likes and dislikes unless there was something super specific. Uh, but I put down overall impression that he was drafting so late that at this point, there's really nothing he could do to have a really bad pick outside of maybe like a, a second kicker or a second defense sort of thing. Um, all of his picks are high lottery upside sort of things, which is what he needs to fill out the back end of his roster. So even if some of these guys don't start panning out, he's just going to start kind of filtering through the waiver wire, replacing them as need be, and looking for that upside. But outside of that, he's got a pretty set roster, and I like what he did with his draft. I, solid B for me. Yeah. Yep. All right. So we will go ahead and move on to Tibbets. the Marys. Tibbets. Marysville Tibbets. No, no, it's just the, the Tibbet Tibbets. 
the, or the reading tibbets. The timid tibbets. Because he's the, timid about making making a determination on his name. The sheep herders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll allow it. All right. <laughs> All right, well, this is another Fucking one little where... Herder. <laughs> this is another one where uh, he didn't have a lot of picks to make. So, I mean, for his overall draft, did he help himself in the draft? I'd say no. Did he hurt himself? I'd also say no. Um, he kept a lot of players. Some of the players were... You could argue were questionable, but I mean, he has good tight end depth. Depth. Uh, he has good receiver depth. His running back depth is terrible, but his two starters are good starters. You know, so I mean, I'm gonna give him a C minus for the draft just because he didn't have very many picks to make. There was not much he could do, and I don't think he he didn't find like any sleepers. Maybe you could argue Josh Palmer, but maybe, but that's a maybe. You know, yeah, so just a maybe. Yeah. Now, I think honestly, I think for a lot of the other teams, we can kind of blow through them pretty quick because there's not going to be a lot to talk about. Um, the only one, the, okay, let's say this. Um, do you have anything to say really about my draft? Um, because I think I'm kind of in that same same spot of yeah. it's late enough that doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I. Uh... No, I mean you got good depth at tight end. I mean, getting did you didn't keep Evan Ingram? You drafted him, right? Correct. Yeah. Then you didn't. You got a decent rookie running back with. How do you say? It? Is it Algier, or have we still not figured out how you pronounce it yet? Aljababa. We'll go with it. <laughs> <laughs> but you're running. Back actually, depth I think they sung about there. it in uh, in Aladdin. Prince Algier, <laughs> daddy, daddy, don't know how to say it. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, you're you're in the same boat, and I, I think you could say probably I'm in the same boat, too. Yeah, like, I, I think gotta... you're in the same boat. I think Liberty's in the same boat. So I don't want to waste a whole lot of time with those because we're going to repeat the same nonsense. Yep. So uh, we'll just we'll just be fair and give ourselves all Cs. Me, yep. you, Liberty, just a C. Like, there's not much you could do. We didn't do anything special. Got a couple rookies each. Um, but they're late round rookies, so they're the ones that you don't really expect much from. But yeah, you might get matter. might get lucky. Yeah. Okay. The All the right. only the next team that I do want to talk about is Gerard because I think this one was kind of interesting. Yeah, for sure. I'll let you start because I'm finishing a taco. <laughs> <laughs> I can smell it through the microphone. Weird. Um. So for Gerard, uh, there were a couple things that I did like for him. I did like uh, getting Daryl Henderson over in the 11th round. I was kind of surprised he lasted that long. Um, Henderson's a guy that I think he has a lot more upside than what we're what we're thinking. I don't know that Cam Akers is going to be what everybody's expecting Cam Akers to be. Still coming off an Achilles injury. Daryl Henderson did look good last year. So I see him more in like that Alexander Madison role where he's going Alexander to... Alexander Madison... His name was Alexander Madison. You know we're going to do that every time we mention him for the whole year. Oh, yeah. For, for the, the rest, rest of, of his, his career. <laughs> yeah, 100%. All right. But but, he, but he's, in, he's kind of in that role. Or he's going to be um, kind of a, a 1B sort of position where he's going to end up being a low-end RB2 type player. And that's still going to be really, really valuable for a starting lineup, you know, plugging it into the flex. Um, I also actually kind of like the Nicole Hardman pick. Uh, I don't have where I don't have it written down where he ended up picking, but it was super late, and I think it was the last of the main Kansas City wide receivers. And if it's, I like going into into situations where it's really kind of unsettled as to what the pecking order is going to be, and then trying to just grab the lowest valued guy because they have just as good a shot at taking over as pretty much anybody else. So if Hardman explodes and you know becomes fantasy relevant out of nowhere this is a huge pick for him and he got it for really really good value and if he doesn't do anything what well, was super late and who gives a shit um exactly which he it was the 14th round well 14 oh yeah so who oh. gives a shit yeah um the things that i did not like that he did um i did not like russell gage going over sky Moore, and i know what i just said yeah but the yeah, upside yeah. there with more is higher than what gage is and um, especially, especially with Antonio Brown, or not Antonio Brown, Jesus, that was last year <laughs> with 
with uh, Julio Jones going to Tampa now. So that that even diminishes gauges. I think I think a little bit, but I don't know that much. I think we're probably hyping Julio a little more than what we should be. But but I I get what you're saying. But you know, so he also took Russell Gage over Rashad White, and I kind of talked about why I liked White earlier. Um, then he got Robbie Anderson, and this one just baffles me, just because it seemed like Robbie Anderson is pretty much done with football, like in the offseason, like oh, I'm going to retire. No, guys, guys, I was just doing that for the laws. I, I wasn't mad or nothing. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Um, and then Jamison Crowder. And I don't know if Crowder's actually going to even make the roster up there. It, you know, he's been injured. He's an older guy. And it, I don't know that it's great. Um, but it seemed like Gerard kind of took took a route in this draft where he was trying to pick up all the reclamation projects, rehabilitations, you know, guys like Gerald Everett, Nicole Hardman. Uh, Marlon Mack and see if they could have any fantasy value rather than chasing that upside, trying to chase the, well, this is a feel good story. Right. Yeah. And I, with the Jamison Crowder pick, I don't like it, but it was the 18th round. So yeah, I guess it just, you know, I think there are maybe smarter things to do with that one. Like a backup defense. (laughs) yeah but i i'll tell you right now though i really do like the uh, marlon mack pick in the 15th round for him um that is a that is an rb1 which i mean i don't expect a lot of big things out of marlon mack but people forget how young he is like off the top of your head how young do you think marlon mack is probably about 24 yeah he's 24 and you know he was he was he was going to be the me to get that right. Well, I yeah I know, but <laughs> he was going to be the starter with the Colts, and he did pretty decent as a starter. But when Jonathan Taylor was available, they had to take him. You know, well no no so he lost. What it, what ended up happening up there is they were splitting it between Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor, and then Mack tore his Achilles, and then Taylor yeah. really took off. Yeah yeah. So I mean, if if oh, yeah, Marlon Mack fan. Yeah, if Mac is healthy, he's he's the for sure starter essentially in Houston. So I mean, that's kind of a late round steal. See, I don't I don't know that he's the for sure starter because they did pick up a kid, uh, Damian Pierce, that looks pretty decently okay, and so he could be yeah. good good enough competition that it could. But I get what you're saying. Like Mark uh, Mac has, you know, football starting upside. I would say Gerard's biggest mistake in the draft was his keepers. His actual draft, I thought he did well. Yeah. So, I, I, yeah, I, I think I, he I screwed him himself a... with his keepers, but with what he had available to him, he did okay. Yeah. So I'd give him a B minus. I think I'd go on C minus, but still in that eh range. Yeah. All right. And then that leaves us the defending champs, who I personally think, uh, the old Scott City Beavers are going to take a step back this year. Yeah. Um, I don't like what their team's looking like, but as far as what they did in the draft, I actually didn't hate what they did. I thought they, they've got, a, they've got their starting lineup set, you know, hate it, love it, whatever, but they've got their starting lineup set. Um, and the, but the guys that they ended up grabbing in this draft are guys who have a lot of really high sneaky upside, you know, guys like KJ Osborne, Albert O, Tua, uh, Chuba Hubbard, Jeff Wilson. You know, if the starter goes down in front of those guys, they have a lot of opportunity. You know, if Adam Thielen takes a step back, KJ Osborne steps into that touchdown role. Tua has all the weapons. If he fucks up this year, he's gone. Hubbard showed well. Jeff Wilson is the number two in San Fran. It, that's a valuable role. So like he's got a lot of really, really high upside. And if any of those guys hit, it's going to drastically improve his roster output. Yeah. And I don't disagree with you. Um, plus, like we said, I mean, they're just <clears throat> outside of rookies. There just was not that much in the draft anyways to do. So what this late as he was picking, he did do a very good job of picking up the players exactly like you said. So I won't waste any more time going over that. But. <laughs> Yeah, I'd give him. Here's another one. I'd just say B minus. Yeah, I I could agree with the B minus. Yeah. yeah. 
<clears throat> All right. So now we're on to the last part. We've went over the draft. We've went over the teams, what we liked, disliked, so on and so forth. You know, the thing you what all just listened to. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing now? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think you talked about doing uh, kind of those rankings. Uh, so doing kind of a oh, 1 yeah, through 12 yeah. on the team rankings and then break it down by position. Sounds good. So I say we – you have your rankings already, right? I don't have my rankings because I've run well, out of you time have, to do that. I but know. I'm going to be – I, I got uh, the rankings as Fantasy Pro is doing it. So I'll, I'm just going to kind of give that info. And then I think Brandon did his own drunken rankings. Fucking corporate shill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they pay me. So yeah. who's All right, the moron well, now? Let's, <laughs> let's, let's start with number 12. And work our way down. So, number 12, I think we're both unanimous Winfield. Yep. Uh, Fantasy Pros had Winfield. Um, and I'll even give you uh, some context on how they ranked it. So, uh, the way that they do it is the top team gets a scale of 100, and then everybody's kind of graded against that scale. Uh, Winfield had a score of 61. Yikes. Yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Yeah, which to be fair, I to mean, be fair, to be fair, to be fair, um, <laughs> the way we drafted though for like fantasy pros or whatever, it assumes we all started over, right? No, 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 it's not. It's not reviewing the draft. It's reviewing the roster. Oh, the, but but yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Because so it would assume, like, it's assuming a redraft that, roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the 61 is probably a little lower than it would have been if it was actually reviewing the draft. But I just I just wanted to clarify. Right. That. Okay, okay, that's fair. Yeah, it's this is all for projecting how they think the team's going to do this year. Exactly, exactly. All right, number 11. This is where I think we're going to start to disagree a little bit, but I have Potter. Okay, Fantasy Pros has Gerard next at a 65. Yeah. And I think I'm not a lot higher on Gerard, um, I just have him a little bit higher, but yeah, I don't know. I I just looked at Andrew's team, and uh, I don't like the running back room. They have a good receiver room. Quarterbacks could be either really good or really high. It's just kind of a hit or miss sort of thing. Um, I don't hate their roster. I just think the league's really good this year, so that's no. why I had them there. Well, next up, uh, at number 10, Fantasy Pros did have Potter at 69. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I wanted to save that one just for you. Yeah, and I I think I, I switched my team rankings around a little bit um, after, you know. I made these rankings when I was, I was probably still drunk, to be honest. Me and Clint stayed up till probably 3 o'clock in the morning watching movies and I just kept <laughs> That's why I was like, "Yeah, I, I got it, I, guys. I gotta go." <laughs> oh, <fuck. laughs> Whoops! <laughs> but um, <laughs> I, I actually have Scott City at tenth. Ooh, okay. You've got him significantly yeah. lower. Yeah, I, I do not like their running back room. I do not like their receiver room, and I don't like their tight ends overly well. Um, which I could be wrong. They're defending champs. I probably should give them more respect. But nah, fuck him. Yeah, he, the only yeah. okay. We said in the playoffs that he was the worst playoff team, and we were right until Rashad Penny went off, and that's the only reason yeah. he won. So we were still right. We just had a comet come strike out of nowhere. Exactly, exactly. And then my my ninth place is actually Gerard. Okay, they've got Ottawa with a seventy two. See, I, I don't know. I think that's low. Well, and it, it's strictly because he has a good quarterback. He has awesome running backs. Yeah. And then nothing. And then, yeah, that's for sure. Because for you sure. can't count on rookies doing anything. So I, I understand how they're getting to that pretty low ranking. I think if he had a more average wide receiver core, he would look a lot better. All right. All right. And then... At eight, this is where my controversy starts. And I we've talked before the podcast. I was like, I think I'm I'm probably actually ranking this team a little lower than they should. But just based on how I ranked their position cores and all that stuff, 
Uh, I have Cocker City at eight. They have Scott City at eight with a 79. Yeah. And I, I think. Well, I don't blame that. Is it? I think you're, I think you're undervaluing a lot of the upside potential that Cocker City holds. Yeah, and I think that's why you're so low on him. Like, because his running back room is really, really good. His wide receiver yeah. room is, at worst, pretty okay. Yeah, I have his receivers at eighth. See, and I think that's, I think that's too low. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I definitely <laughs> this is where my drunkenness. <laughs> I I have his I have his running backs way lower than they should be. But it's when we actually look at like running back depth, the the top 8 are all like legit running back rooms. Yeah. Like 1 through 8. So I mean, I have his running backs at 7th, which as an upside, I could see them finishing first or second, you know, like they're not saying they're bad. It's just like Marysville has great running backs. Cocker city has great running backs. Lehigh has great running backs. Wichita has great running backs. Ottawa has great running backs. Lawrence has great running backs. I have great running backs and Spiller has great running backs. So it's just across the board, solid at the running back position. <laughs> so, so I had Cocker city at seventh and like saying that it's like, how he has Dalvin cook and Javante Williams and, you know, and you just go on and on. And, but then you look at the other rooms and it's like, well, fuck, I'm just going <laughs> to talk where do you rank drunk. these guys? It's kind of, that's fair. That's fair. We'll go with that. But, <laughs> uh, but it's like, like Lehigh has the best running back in terms of fantasy value from last year. Mm-hmm. And he's still young. So you got to expect he'll be number one this year. And it just, I don't know. I probably overrated myself in the running back room, to be honest. I had myself at like second. I don't think um, that's unfair. Yeah. And I, I had you at number one, which apparently fantasy pros had you at what? Five? Four. Or, or I can't remember. What, four. Yeah. Spoilers. So, sorry. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Who do you have at number seven? Number seven. I got Ottawa. So I wasn't like. Way hot, higher than Fantasy Pros was. No, and it sounds like it's all relatively close. It sounds like the only one that's really kind of off is Cocker, but Fantasy Pros has the Tibbids yep. with an 82. Yep, and I I could see that. I just, I look at, I still want to call it Andy's, <laughs> but I look at, I look at Marysville and I don't know. I just, I see a lot of, it's, it's the same thing as last year, kind of. It's high upside. They're going to have weeks where they score like 120 and then they're going to have yep. weeks where they score like 72. So, and I hope those are hard far more frequent. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Fancy yeah. pros is at number six is kind of when they break into their tier two and we're looking at Wichita yep. with an 88. Yep. And I have Lehigh here, which I'm once again, might be underrating Lehigh a little bit because he has a very, very good roster. But as I was saying before we recorded, I see six teams who legitimately have a shot at winning a championship. And you could argue, you could even argue seven. You could put Dakota in that group. I just think he's a little lower. Um, So I'd say Lehigh is the first championship contender. Um, But they have the least likely, because I don't think they have as much depth as some of the other teams do. No, I don't think they do. All right, so at number five, uh, Fantasy Pros had Cocker with an 89. So they're at the top of the yep, tier two. <laughs> right. And this this is where it got really hard for me. Because um, originally I had my number five team at number three. And then I moved them to four. And then I moved them back to five. Because it's just there's so many good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my, my number five is Lawrence. Okay. And the main reason was I, I have you as having the best running backs in the league. And then I have you as the seventh best receivers in the league, which once again, that sounds bad, but there's just so many damn good wide receiver <laughs> rooms, you know? And I, I, once again, I might be underrating your quarterbacks. I have you at sixth, but you have Lamar Jackson who has the talent to be the number one quarterback in the league. So, I mean, definitely could be undervaluing, valuing you, no doubt. All right, at number four, I'm just trying to keep this moving along. Um, yeah, no. Number four, uh, they have Lehigh. So this is based on like how they've got their stuff broken down. This is clearly the bottom of tier one. 
Uh, they've got Lehigh yeah. at 95. And that's where I have shocked the world five and nine a year ago, the Wichita Weed Bandits. Yeah, and that all makes sense to me. Like it, it yeah. without doing a whole lot of digging in myself, since I just haven't had the time to, it I I agree with you, it does look like there's a clear top six that you can make mm-hmm. a good argument kind of in a whole bunch of different directions and rankings. Um, but I think it's clear that it's a certain six that are in in the mix and there's basically two little um, dark horse teams and then the rest that are making sure they don't have to eat hot wings next year. Yep, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. And third, what a great punishment. That, that was, was. That, like, was that, might, that might just be. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just once again, props, Jebby, man, you handled that so well. And my, my best part, the best fucking part was when they did the bomb or whatever. And Jeff, you saw it on Jevy's face instantly. Like, and I will, I will. Yeah. And I will never forget just like looking at Clint and he, he took it and he was like, he said the words, well, that wasn't so bad, but I know it's going to be bad in a second. Cause I know it in a second. And then probably 30 seconds later, his head just dips and it's like, there it is. There it is. <laughs> Oh, and he, oh. he downed that milk. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't help. It didn't help. It didn't help. <laughs> so good. It was. All right. Speaking All right. speaking oh. of Liberty, they've got Liberty at number three at a ninety six. Mm. Yep. And I have Marysville here, so I was just a little higher on Marysville. I just see a okay huge upside there. Won the title two years ago. They have much the same roster. Um, I just see them at number three. Okay. So it sounds like probably the biggest difference that you see between um, your rankings and Fancy Pros is probably going to be Cocker and uh, the Tibbids. Like those those are going to yep. be the main differences. Okay. At number two, yeah. uh, Fantasy Pros has Lawrence at a 97. Really? Yeah. I like that. I have I have myself. I put Cleveland at number two. Okay. I got a lot of depth. I like my lineup. Um, I just think there's one team that might be a little bit better. Okay, uh, you're gonna love this, but they've got you, Cleveland, at the top. So obviously, hundred. <laughs> I am the greatest man alive. <laughs> it's never won a championship. Wait, 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 wait! I got a hundred. <laughs> yeah. I am, I am perfect. I, I don't. I am the. Best. I don't think that's how that works. But whatever floats yes, your boat, is. man. Yes, it is. And uh, my number one and my preseason number one is Liberty. Okay. I just think across the board, I have them in the top five in every single category outside of kicker and kickers. I just, I fucking hurried through. So they might even have a top five kicker. I don't know. Uh, shit, he has a kicker. That's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> I need to get that shirt made. I really do. Okay, um, I'm kind of thinking we hold off on doing the position breakdown because I think we're close to an hour right now. And if we do that, we're going to take yeah. another at least half hour to 45 minutes. Um, so I, I right. think we save that for a right before the season sort of thing. Um, so then, just to kind of, I think, I think uh, I'll kind of recap the fantasy pros ranking since it has that score next to it, just so people get an idea kind of on the disparity levels. Um, so number one, Cleveland, 100. Number two, Lawrence, 97. Number three, Liberty, 96. Number four, Lehigh, 95. Number five, Cocker, 89. Number six, Wichita, 88. Number seven, the Tibbids at 82. Number eight, Scott City at 79. Number nine, Ottawa, 72. Uh, number 10, Potter, 69. Number 11, Gerard 65, and number 12, Winfield 61. So I think that's going to pretty much do it. I think we'll just go ahead and hold off on doing doing the positional breakdowns till right before, and that'll give me a chance to kind of do my own projections on there so that we can compare our own and then versus Fantasy Pros. Sounds good. And uh, funny, funny stat to end the pod real quick. Uh, I know you're not a big baseball fan, but we got a couple baseball fans Fuck in em. here. Um, did you hear... Did you hear the story about Whit Merrifield a couple weeks ago about how he couldn't play in Toronto because he refused to get the vaccine? No, I didn't hear about that. 
Uh, well, he couldn't play in Toronto because he refused to get the vaccine and Canada didn't let people who has not been vaccinated enter the country. The Royals just traded him to Toronto. <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> oh, that's fucking brutal, man. Uh, so it's either get uh, the vaccine or career over. Yeah, you can't play in your home games. <laughs> you can only travel with the team when they leave the country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a fucking uh, brilliant troll move. I love it. Uh, yeah, that just came on my phone uh, literally 45 seconds ago. I was like, I have to say <laughs> this right now. That's amazing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, Shazam, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs>